Hi everyone, I'm Joel Gould and welcome to a new edition of NRL.com's Pearl Preview Pod. We're coming to you from the QRL studios in Brisbane on a very crisp winter's morning. Good morning, Steve Ranoff. How are you going? Good, Joel. You're right, it is very crisp, but uh, don't mind the cold. Well, we're going to preview the uh, eight NRL games uh, coming up this round. Uh, but I guess it's been a big week in rugby league, in particular uh, with uh, the Gold Coast Titans and, and Garth Brennan um, parting ways. They're, they're going to be looking for a new coach. It's quite a tumultuous time at the Titans, Steve. At, at the start of the year, we both thought that they were on the cusp of something pretty good. It didn't turn out that way. Uh, what do you make of what's unfolded? Yeah, it, 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 we saw it coming. Um, as you said, Joel, we, we thought... Uh, Last be, week, yeah, we talked about this. Yeah, we, we talked about it, but I suppose you go back to the start of the year, we, we thought they were going to have a far better season than what they they have done. And, um, you know, I think Mel was put there for a reason, Mel Meninga, um, you know, to, to oversee, uh, hopefully, which was going to be a, a new start to the club, which they really relied on, I, I think... You know, there's a lot of stuff um, going around, even mentioned by some of the officials themselves. That this is, you know, this is virtually their last chance as a club. That's what it seems to be. Um, you know, they're fighting for survival, and it is a shame. But um, you know, they got to sort it, and they got to sort it very quickly. I think the players haven't performed really as well as they should have. There's been a few uh, guys that were brought to the club that didn't. Uh, we we haven't seen much. Lalani Latu, for instance, is going mm. to play on the bench this this week against the Storm. But the, the, they really haven't fired, have they? The way they, he would have liked Garth Brennan, guys like Latu, they spent quite a bit of money on. Uh, Cartwright has Peachy. been okay. Peachy's obviously not had a, a good season. Well, well, he, and, he, and Shannon Boyd's been a disappointment, really. Yeah, you talked. We talked a lot about Shannon, and he just didn't hit the mark. Uh, you know, didn't show us the form he. He was showing at Canberra. Uh, he hasn't even come near the mark, to be honest. Um, and, and Peachy's probably been disappointed. I, I don't really think he wants to be up here. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of talk around him, you know, links back to, to Penrith. Um, but definitely, um, just from what you see in the media, media, he doesn't want to be here. So, you know, the other guys, you sort of go, if you don't want to be here, see you later. Well, it, it's been almost like a perfect storm for Garth Brennan in, in, in his time there, wasn't it, really, in the in this the aspect that the players really haven't aimed up as a as a group. Uh, how much of an influence he had on that? Well, we don't well, really we, know we, we, we don't. because really the, the the parting of the ways in, of Garth Brennan and the Titans has come not a, not as a result. Uh, we've been told this week of the uh, review that Mal put into the club, but uh, basically due to what happened in the last two or three weeks that that Garth has met with. Um, uh, Dennis Watt, the chairman, and they've agreed this is the thing to do. So it's come out. It's come before, before the uh, the review uh, came out, and, and before Garth was able to be interviewed. Which well, I that's think what, he was that's what we're be. told. Um, yeah. To be honest, yeah, um, was now a little bit different, but um, yeah, it, it it's a shame. But, uh, that's the way it is. I mean, it, 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 you can't tell me this wasn't done out of the back of that review, and the review has been ready for a little while. Um, so obviously the club knows what's going to happen in the review. They're going to know before the media. Hmm. Um, so, you know, they can't fool everyone and say it wasn't part of it. Of course it was part of the review. Why do you think the review was done? Hmm. Um, and if you're going to find a fault, well, you've got to fix it. Hmm. And obviously they viewed that to be the fault and was, was Garth. And it's unfortunate for him, but that's the way it works um, these days. Um, 
you know, and I think Mel was put there for a reason. Um, and look, going forward, Joel, you know, we'll talk about that, uh, you know, replacement. But um, who wants to be who wants to be in their own right a head coach under uh, an iconic figure like, say, Mel Meninga? Mm. Um, well, you said that last week. I know, I know Mel was your idol growing up. When you've seen, oh, Mel, it's, not, it's not about Mel personally. It's about well, mm. if it's like Gus Gould at Penrith, you know, who wants to go and coach in their own right? Um, and have him look, overlooking it, or we talked about that as well. Wayne Bennett wanted to do it here. The Brisbane Broncos want to be coaching director. Well, you're not going to attract good coaches, um, you know. Who, you know, do you, Tim Sheens wouldn't play under the the you know patronage of uh, Mal Meninga or, or Wayne Bennett looking over his shoulder. Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? And I think you've hit uh, on a really good point there that, mm. that a coach wants to have a free crack at it and having such a presence above them might be a distraction and, and something they don't want. Well, not a distraction. Well, they say, they say, I mean, that makes them accountable, but you, you don't want them. It's, it's enough pressure in itself being a, a you know first grade coach in the, in the NRL. So, um, so I'm being head coach. Sorry. So you know, I just think they're not in a great. Any clubs that have those uh, footy. Uh, icons or icons or, or whatever their title is, um, they. I don't think they're great, you know, and uh, to having a club. I mean, obviously they're there for a reason, um, but you know, it sort of says, well, you're coming to us. You don't quite know as much as this bloke, but um, you can be the uh, sacrificial lamb when the time need, when the time comes. Well, I know, I know you were very sceptical last week about whether Kevin Walters would would put his hand up for the job, and and we can only take Kevin on his word, and I, I guess uh, this. He's contracted to the Queensland yeah. Rugby League to coach the Queensland Maroons next year, but he said that he intends to do that and is not going to be part of this um, interview process. No, it's probably fair enough. It, it, it's a, they're a bit in their own, they're a little bit of turmoil. I don't know why you want to place yourself in that when he he does have an acting contract and um, you know he's actually sitting next door on the coffee. You should go and ask him. We should just pull him in. <laughs> <laughs> just saw him as I came in, but. Um, so no, look, he he's he probably uh, good advice or his own own taking to not be a part of that process at the moment. Um, some, there'll be a fallout from it. Um, you know, there's a, Jeff Tuvey's put his hand up. Um, the Walker brothers have put their hand up. Well, they'd be outside of Kevin. They'd be my number one pick, to be honest. And I see, um, you know, someone mentioned uh, Tim Sheens. Um, you know, but it'd just be good to see something different down there. And I think the Walker boys could offer that. Hmm. Well, I know you're going to be writing your column, Steve, about uh, who you think should be the hmm. coach of, of the Gold Coast Titans, and we'll, we'll talk about that uh, some more. Um, obviously, the Walker brothers were close last time. They hmm. uh, they got to the interview process, the, sh- the shortlist, uh, along with Jason Demetrio and, and a couple of others, I believe. So they were, they were very close to the mark. And there's been a lot of talk, I guess, you, you can see the narrative unfolding, and, and and Dennis Watts made a good point that we he said we need NRL experience, but I guess what that means you, you could draw, you could analyse what that exactly means. Does it mean yet you have to have an NRL, a former NRL coach or, or a coach that's won premierships like Sheens or a coach that's taken a side to a grand final like Tuvi, or do you mean does it can it mean someone that's um, also been part of the NRL systems like the Walkers have been under under Bennett and, and part of an NRL system since they were 14 years of yeah, age yeah, exactly. in, in a lot of respects and doesn't mean you surround them with people like maybe a David Ferner. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't know that necessarily means from Dennis Watt that we are going to go for a coach that has NRL runs on the board. 
because there's not a lot of them. I mean, Tuvi certainly does have that. Yeah, he, he's got he's got NRL runs on the board. Uh, he's been part of a system with Des for a long, long time. Well, they they might go because um, he's a New South Welshman, but I, I don't think that should necessarily come into it. No, it it, it shouldn't, and it shouldn't. But the best person for the job surely is the go. Uh, yeah. Here. Uh, I know there's a lot of talk about having it should be a Queenslander, but well, well Garth Brennan himself was out of the box a bit. Um, to be honest, I mean they might go back the other side and go, well, we need an experienced coach who's been there, done that. You know that that puts someone like Jeff Tuvey close to the top of the pile. Um, you know Tuves Tuves is you know I've spoken to Tuves pretty in depth about you know his exit from Manly and that that was really just a clash of, of egos and different personalities to be honest mm. um it's not i don't think it was the fact that he couldn't coach but because we know he can so you know he's got a he's got a slot in there somewhere um because they might go the opposite i mean the walker boys yep been involved um uh, obviously the nrl all their life but they you know they haven't won a an uh, nrl grand final jeff tuvey has um, well, he hasn't as a coach. Oh, he hasn't. Sorry, sorry, as, as a, a coach. coach but he has, he's taken Manly to a grand final. Yeah, so and, you know, and he's they got, got very close, obviously, against the Roosters. But you know, grand finals yeah. can go either way, can't they? Uh, we yeah. know that. Like as, as we know, the great coaches like Brian Smith didn't win premierships, yeah. but we we all know what an outstanding coach he was, and 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 has been. So it's going to be interesting. This the, uh, look with Garth Brennan. He wasn't. Um, on the short list last time, he wasn't interviewed as part of the process when um, when the Titans appointed their coach. That that came from outside the process. So I don't. Well, think well, who, who takes responsibility for that then, Joel? You got to ask the question. Who takes the responsibility for that decision? Go back a couple of years. Well, I think you'll have, you'll find, Steve, that the the. The, the owners will have to take responsibility for that or one of the owners will have to mm. take responsibility because... It must have been a good mate. From what I understand, it was a call from Matthew Johns himself um, to um, Rebecca Frizzell uh, mm. recommending well, Garth well, Brennan. That was, seen... quite, well, that was quite cr- critical in the whole appointment yeah. of Brennan. Yeah. But he certainly was not interviewed as part of that um, process yeah, okay. before... Before he got it. Be, yeah, exactly. And the process itself last time, it was... a. Looking back in hindsight, the, the club was in a bit of a limbo in a lot of ways. Uh, I think that there's a lot more governance around the Titans now. I mean, mm. Dennis Watt wasn't there, Mal Meninga wasn't there. There wasn't uh, the, the the board that they have now. So I think you'll find the process will be mm. a lot more um, thorough, and uh, it, 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 you won't you it, won't you won't see someone parachuted in outside the it, process. It's a shame, you know. It really is a shame uh, that we're still, after all these years, going through this. It just seems like it's a, a, you know, just goes around and round down there. Unfortunately, we sort of seem to seem to start afresh with the Gold Coast, and they end up back in the same spot mm. after a couple of years. But that's that's the way it's been for them. Well, the the it, it's it's almost been like uh, a Bermuda Triangle for coaches, hasn't it? The Gold Coast Titans, oh, sorry, not just the Gold Coast Titans, the Gold Coast franchises. And mm. I, I had a look back at the most successful coach. I just thought, I wonder who the most successful coach was on the Gold Coast before the Titans. So back in that first iteration of the Chargers, the Seagulls... Economides? Um, 100%. <laughs> it was Phil Economides had, yeah. had the best win rate at the uh, the, the, the Gold Coast pre, pre-Titans with 28% wins. Yeah, there you go. So it's that's not high. No. <laughs> and so... Uh, obviously, Cartwright, John Cartwright, had a better record than that, and and took the the uh, Titans to a couple of final mm. series and on the cusp of a of a grand final. But 
it, it's it's certainly fallen away since then. Uh, we, we saw um, uh, the Titans make the finals under Neil Henry when when Nathan mm. Nathan Friend was there and uh, as he came back and, and captained the side. That that was a good year, I thought, for the Titans. And then Jared Hayne came on the scene towards the back end of the year, and and well, it see, hasn't you know, worked. It really. It, it, you talk to a guy like Nathan Friend, which I have, and, and and he he said the club was going well then at that point. I'm not blaming Jared Hayne, but I'm well, just you, saying you can you you can, but once again, yeah, but but it, it, well, I guess what I'm saying was the club was going seemed to be headed in the right direction at that point. But it, yeah. ever since that moment, it seems. Yeah, to have but what, once down. again, Joel, there was someone made that decision for him to come. So once again, you know who, who's going to take responsibility for the, that for. You can argue you say that there've been the two two fatal bad decisions <laughs> made around Jared Hayne, probably around Garth, unfortunately. Well, only, and around Neil Henry, he was a fall guy. Wasn't well, he, he was a fall guy. Neil Henry's a bloody good coach. Um, I, I don't, and as you said, that, they were having a, they had a great season. So that just came that was just came out of left field, and so someone who's made, calling the shots is not doing a great job down there. Well, you're right. This is this is D Day hmm. now. It really is for the Titans yeah, because yeah. you know there there is a lot of uh, look, look the odd expansion in a second Brisbane team has been on the agenda for a long time. Um, when when David Gallup was uh, boss of the NRL, he was right on the cusp, right on the cusp of um, yeah uh, get, getting a second Brisbane team into the competition. So we're, we're looking at that again. The, the the game is looking at whether it can it can expand, and 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 when you Get it all down to tin tax. It looks like Perth and a second Brisbane team would be the most likely. So the the Titans are likely to have a second Brisbane team on their doorstep in in the near future. And this talk about moving the Titans to Brisbane, it, uh, look, it, it just shows complete lack of understanding of the history of of expansion and what what's been. Um, Striven for by so many people here in southeast Queensland to get a second Brisbane team up, that is not the answer yeah. to move the Gold Coast Titans up the highway. Well, well they, got, they got nothing to give to that relationship. Nothing. You know what I mean? Nothing. So, nothing. Nothing. Because <laughs> you, you start anew. You start new and go with you know, yeah. go with the Redcliffe Dolphins. Well, exactly. It, I think it either has to be like a, a Dolphins or a, a Western Corridor, Western Ips, Corridor Ipswich, yeah. be one of those bids coming in. We, we want to keep the Titans going. Rugby league on the Gold Coast needs to succeed, but moving them is not the answer. No, not at all. And you, you, to, to me, the only way that could work, and I don't, I don't know how this works, but you would think that the licence would have to be sold to someone else, as in the, or, or it had to be handed back in and then given to the, the, the Dolphins or something like that. You can't have a Gold Coast team playing out of Brisbane or no. anything to do with the Titans. The, the Titans have to be on the Gold Coast if they're going to continue. Well, you know, the, the, as I said, the, I said earlier, the, you hear a lot of the talk around this and what's been said. I mean, I don't think they're going to be given us a second chance. You know, I mean, I, I think if they fail going forward, whether it's another year or whatever mm. they've got, I think they're Gornskis. Mm. Okay. Well, well, we'll be watching in the coming weeks to see how this all does unfold. I do think the players have got to take responsibility. It's like um, it's like anyone, any any workplace. You know, the the, the journalists that work for any organisation have got to take responsibility yeah. to do their job. You can't blame the bosses um, all the time, <laughs> and the players. <laughs> you know, like well, I mean, it's, it's like yeah, Garth Brown's right. a fall guy here, right? As coaches often are, but but what what have the players been up to? 
what, how good have they been? And that's a yeah. question they'll need to ask themselves. I can tell you one player that's been great for the Titans, and that's Jai Arrow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that they had a 30 people with Jai Arrow's mentality that the Gold Coast Titans have been the eight. And so there, there's some talent there. AJ Brimson, he's another one that um, yeah. oh, look, gives everything. Undeniable. They, they do have some talent. Mm. Well, it's it's a real issue for, for the game and, and for the Titans. To, they must get this right. We'll see what happens, Steve. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's have a look at the games this week. Uh, the, the top eight. It's who knows who's going to fall into this top eight at the end. It's really it's it's, it's great. It's up. great for the National Rugby League to have this fascination. I, I think we're going to be talking about who who's going to be in the eight right up until round twenty five. And, and you know, no one's going to get it right. I don't think. I don't think so <laughs> because you know, look, it's just going to take one team to go on a nights like run. Yeah. Look, Pen- Penrith have done that now. Whether they can keep it going, time will tell. But one of these teams that's on the cusp of the eight, it could be the Cowboys, it could be the Broncos or the Warriors. If one of them can go on a run, well, they're going to put themselves into the eight because the other teams are going to take points off each other. So it's going to be a fascinating run to the finals. And, and that's, oh, what's, I'll tell you, oh, that's what's great about the you, top eight. You can eight. take a little bit out of performances on the weekend about possibly who might break out of that pack, and we'll probably talk about that. Um, you know, as we go forward with this. First up, we've got the Broncos hosting the Bulldogs on Thursday night. Um, the Broncos, as we speak, are doing their captain's run at Suncorp Stadium in a closed session. Um, and look, the, the big thing for the Broncos in this game after that stunning 18-all draw with the Warriors <laughs> is to stop Will Hopawade. Well, it's not the only thing because the, 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 the Bulldogs have got a good pack and they're in form. But stopping Will Hopawade is a big thing, and this is why we've seen Alex Glenn training in the centres um, this week because, um, unfortunately, Matt Gillett's out. Yep. Uh, we're going to have to wait uh, about an hour to be 100% sure who's going to play in the centres. I've got a feeling it might be Alex Glenn. But um, at, at, at whose sacrifice there? Well, uh, Xavier Coates has been left out. Herbie Farmworth has been named as the centre. Okay. Um, but uh, because Corey Oates comes back in, obviously, yes, yeah, and, and goes course, back yeah. on the left wing. But um, we're going to have to wait. Uh, we can't exactly say who's going to be marking Will Hopwater at this point, but I've, I've got a feeling it is Alex Glenn. Uh, Aside from that... He's got a history in the centre. Oh, he'll do so the job. He'll do the job. Yeah, yeah, but this is a huge game for the Broncos. They absolutely have to win this match. They yeah. showed a lot of grit and determination again last week. Yeah, they did. And, and once, But once again, didn't get quite get over the line. And then that's that's a, obviously the worrying concern when, when you see a game like that. And um, Look, they, they did. They, they showed a lot of grit against the Warriors. But, um, you know, I think they got enough. When you look at the two teams uh, the, to get over top of this the, the Bulldogs uh, team and, and pack, uh, you know, our forwards have been playing some really good footy in the last couple of weeks. So, you know, um, you know Corey Oates back, that, that's always a bonus. Um, you know, I think the Broncos, you know, I'm, I'm going to back them this weekend to, to take out the Bulldogs, especially here at home. I've been impressed. Kieran Foran's not playing. I was impressed with Brandon Wakeham last uh, week. Yeah, and also Jack Cogg has been going really well. Hopper White has been on fire. The pack's aimed up. I thought Dylan Napa tried his backside off last week. Um, Josh Jackson. This is a, a Canterbury side that you just get the feeling's got that, that bulldog grit and determination back. Yeah, the last they, couple of weeks yes. they they haven't been brilliant, but boy, they've been um, they've been in the face of the two teams they've beaten. Yeah, and look, they've t- taught them a lesson. Cronulla and the Knights. If 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 the Broncos take the Bulldogs lightly, they're going to get beat here. 
Yeah, exactly. If they take them lightly. I don't think they will. No. I don't think they will. No. And I'll be impressed with the Wakem as well. And that obviously shows that the, you know, the, the, the middle for the doggies is starting to get back to where we expect them to be. Mm. Uh, re-signings for uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. and Matt Lodge. Big big news That's this bonus, week. Massive bonus. Uh, Pat Carrigan, I thought, had his best game in Broncos colours last week. I, I, I've heard a lot about him. I've seen him play for Wynnum. And also for Winner Manly, and also in the, uh, in the under twenties, and I always thought he had a great um, ethic, but he showed more against the Warriors. He showed that he can poke his nose through the line and 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 make an impact. And I thought that might be a real big turning point for Pat Carrigan early on in his career. Yeah, he's a good look, player, isn't he? He is a good player, and you know we we've got as we we've talked about this all year as well. With such a young team, young pack, uh, they're going to be in and out of games, and but. Slowly they will start, and you'll probably hopefully it might time out well for the run into the finals. That they'll they'll find you know with that you know half a season of uh, games under the belt start to mature into the end of the season. Okay, um, the other game that we've got uh, before the weekend, the, the the first Friday night game is at um, Wellington. It's it's the Warriors hosting. Um, the Sharks have been very disappointing lately. How about Roger Tulavasa-Shek last week? Um, an NRL record, 367 minutes. I know it's a 90-minute game, uh, but what a performance by Roger. Oh, um, an athlete. What a he, player. Yeah, you know, he, it, it's... Um, he, he, for him to come up that, he, he's had, you know, he's moved clubs, obviously, and um, he he's doing well. I think he's since he's uh, moved there, he's done a great job, um, and he's, he's settling in. I had a chat to him after the game, um, just about you know his his remarkable um, thirst for getting the ball in his hands and doing his stuff. And he said that uh, when he was at the Roosters there, uh, when he was playing on the wing, he was a bit of a frust. Like he, he just wanted to get his hands on the ball, and he said I probably annoyed <laughs> annoyed the living hell out of Maloney and um, Pierce because I was always wanting to take the ball up. Yeah, and and, and uh, they used to get a bit shirty with him, didn't they? Oh well, he sort of suggested that. I, I think he was, he had a bit of a grin on his face when he said yeah, it. But yeah. it, it was almost like I think he had that sort of boyish enthusiasm about him. And I was speaking to him, it's like I just want the footy. We can and see I that in do, his I want to strut my stuff, yeah, yeah. and that's isn't that great that he, he just yeah. wants, wants you want, the ball. but you want players like that, and um, mm. you know they they start they're starting to benefit from it. Um, you know, with him, and you know, he I, I thought he had a sound start with him, and he's obviously after a few games, he's he's settling in. Yeah, well, the forwards went well. I thought Adam Blair was enormous for the Warriors last week. In the back five, until Ken Mamalo got injured, he, he but the Broncos did quite well to handle him to some extent. But um, that back five, that David, the, the Flying Fish, uh, Fusatua, <laughs> RTS and Mamalo, that, 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 they're dynamite. They're, they're like an extra forward pack back there. Yeah, look, I, I can't. <laughs> and the Sharks, are, they're not playing well. They do have Matt Moylan back at fullback. They've been a disappointment to you and I. I think we both thought they were going to be the team that would go on the run. Um, but they haven't done well, that. Well, Milan sort of uh, went out of the scene off the ball as well, so it's not that... I mean, we all know what he can play, but we're not sure if he'll get that with his game back, but um, we'll have to wait and see. I'm going to go with the Warriors for this one, especially over in Wellington. And we're both tipping the Broncos to get over yes. the dogs? Yes, Yeah, I'm tipping the Warriors too. I, I think um, they're, they're another side that could go on a run here and, and, and go close to making the eight. Another team... Uh, that's certainly already on that run is the Penrith Panthers. They're, they've come into the top eight now. Mm. That's a danger for the teams above them. They've got Nathan Cleary back. They're playing against a Dragon team that was just completely disappointing last <laughs> week. I, I really thought they were coming back into the game in the second half and then 
Uh, Canberra lost Nick Kotrick to a send-off, and, and the Dragons got worse as the game went on. That was disappointing. Uh, but they do have James Graham back, and I, I, I like what he brings Holly to the team. Dolly, you know what the he's going to bring. The that he brings to the yeah, team. Yeah. But the Panthers, mate, with uh, Cleary back, they, they look a better side all of a sudden again. Yeah, they do. And, they, they, you know, and, they, and it's at Penrith. You know, we keep saying that they had such a slow start to the season, but they're, they're on their roll now, and, you know, they've had, I think the, you know, with Cleary, he's back. Um, and obviously, after the Origin series, I think they've, they've timed their run really well, um, to be honest. They're, they're probably the ones that'll shoot forward out of the teams that are, are sort of around that eight, and they just got a great team. Uh, I, I think, um, once again, they'll, they'll get this one. I do too. Their for and against isn't great, but if they keep winning, they can take that out of the equation. They're on 18 competition points, uh, which is in is in eighth spot. But they've they've got a few teams in their sights above them, and if they can keep going on this run, they they could even amazingly get themselves into the top four. It's not out of the uh, realms well, of possibility. I think when you look look at there and the way they're playing and the team they've got, they they, they could quite easily do it. Mm, they can certainly on their on their way towards a, a home final if they can keep this going. Uh, which is remarkable considering where they were. The Dragons are a major disappointment. I know they've got a lot of injuries, but their performance against Canberra was, was very disappointing. Uh, ben Hunt's been rested, uh, a lot more resting on the shoulders of Corey Norman. He has to come up with better last tackle options, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that's something that they've been working on this week because it wasn't good uh, last week at all. Uh, Saturday, um, two sides coming off shock losses, really. The Knights' loss to Canterbury wasn't expected. Yeah. The Roosters' loss to the Cowboys wasn't expected. It's, it, this is at the Sydney Cricket Ground. Um, the, the Roosters won't be happy with the way they've been playing lately. Uh, they do have Tedesco and Boyd Cordner back, which is massive for them. And the, the Knights, on the flip side, have um, Callum Ponga back. So that's, that's going to give them a lot more strike than what they had last week. Um, Steve? Yeah. This is, well, the Roosters just looking a bit... Looking a bit off at the yeah, moment. Yeah, I was very surprised with their performance last week. I probably shouldn't be because they haven't been really clicking together. But, um, you know, it was a great game by the Cowboys, I thought. Um, you know, they, they did enough to, to get away with the win and they held, they held, you know, off that great attack of the Roosters. So, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for a... We say it's a bit of an upset, but, you know, Ponga back for the, for the Knights. Um, I'm going to lean towards the Knights for this one. Well, I'm going to tip the Roosters here. I just think, I, I do believe that James Tedesco at the moment is the best oh, player yeah, yeah. running around in the game. I think his influence, I mean, Cameron Smith is certainly the most influential player um, I've seen in, the, in modern times, and, and I, I still think he's the best player I've seen. But James Tedesco um, at the moment is, is so influential on a game of football. We saw it in the Origin game. Yeah where he did three things that were amazing, changed the game. That, that run that he did um, went after yeah. the kick that um, got them back into the game, the, the, his, his own run to the try line and then being in support of Ferguson and being able to bamboozle the uh, Queensland defence at the end. Just an extraordinary footballer. And, oh, you uh, talk about enthusiasm and hunt for the ball. He, he definitely does that. Yeah, what, what a great attitude too. Look, we know he's got these f- amazing physical skills. Like, I think they call him the pinball because he just bounces around off everything. But besides from that, it's his attitude that I think is wonderful. Um, and, and what a great matchup. 
Pong yeah. Ponga and Tedesco. I know, I know they don't. You know, they're, they're a long way apart. But what what they bring to the table? Mind you, I, I do. I do find after watching a few of the Roosters games, he makes it a personal thing. I notice he gets through on his opposition fullback a fair bit mm. um, in kicks. Uh, if you notice that, but Tedesco does like to get that one on one with the number ones. I've seen him do it a fair few times. So he must have it in his psyche that he, you know, it's probably a mental thing to get over top and over top of his number one. As you say, they don't use, they don't really clash too often. But I have noticed this year he does make an effort around that. Yeah, well, that's a, that's an interesting observation you've made, Steve. It'd be interesting to ask. And about I think against some, I think about you, that, that'd be a good good thing to ask uh, James yeah. about that uh, about your comment there. Yeah, we, did you do that as a center? I suppose. You, oh, we you, had, you, we had you, no you, choice. Yeah. <laughs> we had no choice. <laughs> no, silly but question, you, but of course you did. But uh, did, was there any center that you used to love to get one over? <laughs> who was the one? Well, who was the one for you? Oh, look, it was always good. Uh, mainly, you know, probably uh, Terry Hill because <laughs> you knew it really peeved him off. He, he's super competitive, and uh, then he'd start with the lips. So I used to like getting him going a bit there because I, I wasn't much of a talker, but. Uh, he used, to, he used to have a bit of lip, so the only way he did that was get on top of him. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't hard to frustrate. It was very, very demonstrative, wasn't he? You could, always, <laughs> you could always see what was on his mind. <laughs> exactly. Impossible to tell with you, mate, because you were under the uh, headgear. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you never – I don't remember. No, it wasn't hard to push his buttons. I don't remember you ever saying anything on a football field, did you? No, not really. Very quietly. You didn't even call for the ball, did you? I don't think. Is that right? <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't have to. It didn't have to. <laughs> it was either a, it was a no or a yes with the eyes of Kevin. He could see from there. Yeah, he could see that. I just turned my head away. <laughs> okay, so you're tipping um, the, the Knights. I'm, I'm tipping yeah. the Roosters here. It's going to be a, a great battle, but both sides really need need to win. And, and to be honest, the Knights. Uh, I've heard people talking lately about the, you know, the Knights getting themselves in position to, you know. It, to warm up for the finals, they're no, they're no certainty to even make no. the finals at the moment. No, it's all they, they have to they have to start. They have to win a few games soon. Yeah, because there's teams coming up from behind them. Yeah, and that, that's as you said, that's the beauty of the, of the comp this year. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's a realization. Um, you know, Brownie's got to get in their head that they they really need to push ahead with a couple of wins in a row or, or three in a row just to you know give them that buffer. Okay, uh, the other game we've got coming up, and uh, it's a GIO stadium, and it's another game that's going to have a big influence on the top eight, and certainly for the West Tigers, it's, it's a game they need to win. They're down there playing the Raiders. Um, the Raiders were awesome against um, mm. the Dragons. Uh, obviously, they don't have Nick Kotrick, who's been suspended for three weeks. I think I think that's a fair um, suspension. Yeah. Um, look, there's been a lot of talk about that tackle, but look... What did you make of it? To me, I think the right call was made. I think that you call it what you want. It was a dangerous uh, throw, and it yeah, could, it, it is. Been you just can't. You just can't team. go there these days. You know what I mean? You know, go back in fifteen years, maybe. Um, yeah, it wasn't quite as strict, but they're never good to see. Um, and no, nah, it, it was a dangerous throw. And three weeks, I think he's, he he'd have to be happy with that. I mean, I, I can go back to. Early nineties, um, I did. I got pinged for a couple of them myself, but I copped two weeks. So that's going back in the early nineties, to be honest. Um, mm. So, and back then it was probably a bit close. You know, wasn't that out of the norm? Things were starting to change with the rules. So he's done really well. Mm. Well, Nick, to be Cot- honest. Nick Kotrick, it's not. Uh, it really it is out of character for him, uh, and it was a mistake. That, that can it was happen, a mistake. Though. But yourself, yeah. Steve, I mean, we all know you weren't a dirty player or didn't no. go go out to. 
uh, hurt people in that way. And Nick Kotrick's the same. And so it's just gone wrong. It's just, just part of footy, isn't it? Yeah, it Things is. Things go wrong. You, you Look, get, we, we you can get, talk about other incidents. You, you get put happen. on report, yeah. you get suspended. It's just what, yeah. what happens in the game. And Michael Oldfield's come in for them, for, yep. for, for the um, Raiders. The... Um, the West Tigers weren't able to get a win against the Eels last week for, for Benji in his 300th. Great achievement by Benji Marshall. But do you, do you like the look of this Raiders team? I do, mate. I, we, you know, we, we have, they're probably another team we've talked about during the season pretty closely. I, I just like their makeup, and I keep saying I love the way Ricky's got them playing their, their footy. And, you know, I'm, I'm definitely going to back them against um, the Tigers uh, this weekend. But, uh, I just think across the park they got a really good balance. Yeah, well, White and hasn't he grown an extra arm oh, and leg? Um, what an origin series, you know. And, what um, an origin series, and then he backed it up. Oh yeah, and he, he's a great player. He's competitive. He's he's you know he's a big lad, and I just love the way he plays his footy. Mm. And Chance Nickel Clockstad, look, I had to name the most improved um, player this year, and maybe I. I don't know. I thought I was looking at the Broncos, and I thought Jake Turpin was the most improved player. But um, as far as someone that's come through, yeah, it just stunned everyone. I think Nickel Clockstad's got to be right up there in that in that regard. He's been phenomenal for for the Raiders, and and he was just dominant against the Dragons. Yeah, he's played some good footy this year. Yeah, well, it's really great to see that someone come on the scene that you've never heard of, um, and and really make an impact like he has. It's just tremendous for the game. The Cowboys are hosting the final game on Saturday night, the, the Rabbitohs. The best game the Cowboys have played all year yeah. last week. What did you like about it, Steve? Oh, just that they stayed in the competition. You know, they they compete, they, they got themselves ahead. But against a team like the Roosters... Um, who came back at them. Who came back at them. They still had a... I think Green would be happy with the fact that they competed right to the end to keep, keep them at bay. That That's a... Yeah, that's probably where they've fallen down. I mean, I don't know how many games they've actually led this year, to be honest. But, they've lost uh, a few close ones. Yeah, they've lost a few close ones, but they're, they're the ones you want to see. So he would have been really happy with that match. And I, I just love the way they stayed in the competition uh, for the full 80 minutes. Well, um, Michael Morgan's been named on the extended um, reserves uh, list, coming back from concussion. Jake Clifford had his best game yep. for the Cowboys. Uh, I remember... Last year I got a call, I think I've mentioned this to you you before, Steve, that um, from Shane Walker after he'd coached against the Northern Pride and he said this kid is the best half he'd seen playing in the Intra Super Cup since Staley Cherry Evans. And he hasn't probably hit uh, the consistency that uh, Paul Green would have liked and, and, and Paul Green's alluded to that, but he had a complete game. Well, against, that's what you want to see against the Roosters, and and, and landed the field goal. He did, did everything. In that well, game. That, that's what you want to see, and that, that could be a turnaround match for him. You know, hopefully that'll uh, catapult him, give him that confidence. That, um, if anything, that's probably what he's been lacking. Um, you know, he's got a lot of potential, and that happens with a lot of young kids. And they come into obviously come into the NRL and uh, get in first grade, and you know, it sometimes it takes them a little while. So hopefully, that's a turning point for him. I like the Jake Granville. He looked like he's getting back to his best. And Gavin Cooper was enormous in his 300th game. Uh, Tamalala, Matt Scott looked good off the bench. It, you know, there's some good signs here for the Cowboys, and they're right in the top eight battle. So yeah. they're up against a Rabbitohs team that had a, 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 a narrow win over Manly, courtesy of an Adam Reynolds field goal. Um, there's no um, Sam Burgess here yet. We can't see him back in the team at this stage. Uh, Ethan Lowe returns after his magnificent. Uh, origin performance for the Maroons. Uh, 
Um, against his old team. Against his old team. Look, I'm, I'm going to. I'm hoping that the Cowboys have learned enough from their last match to to uh, go forward this week and, and do the Rabbits. You reckon they can? Yeah, I think they can. I think you look across the park, they've still got a, a really good team and they, they have been a bit under par and they've they missed out by a few points here and there this year and, you know, they've got to be really happy with uh, obviously beating the Roosters last week so there's no reason why they can't pull that forward uh, to, you know, when they play South Sydney. OK, well, I'm going to tip the, the um, Rabbitohs to win that game. I just think... Um, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think the Cowboys, they're capable of winning it but I just, I just think... The Rabbitohs, big guns, uh, John Sutton, these Damien Cook, Reynolds, Walker, Roberts, these sort of guys, uh, and Cameron Murray. Mm. I just think that that's a pretty good team. Oh, it's South a great Sydney. team. I think they're going to warm up for the finals here, South Sydney. They've had a lull, and this is when they're going to come good. So I'm tipping South to win that one. On Sunday, Seabus uh, Super Stadium, the Titans' first game um, since uh, Garth Burnham's departure, and um, they've got a... <laughs> Who's T- tough assignment? Who's actually their coach? <laughs> I've sort of well, missed this I, one. I think uh, Craig Hodger and also oh, Craig. Sorry, and know, also Craig. Luke Burt are looking yeah. after the team yep. uh, with um with Mel, yep. um, as I understand it. So um, this will be their first um, t- time in charge of the team. Is that Craig Hodges from North Brisbane? Northern Brisbane. He was uh, at the Broncos coaching the um, under twenties there for a while. Yeah, wasn't I think he? I think he's a North man. And Luke Burt, we all know um, who he is, uh, former yep. Eel. So he's um, he's down there helping the Titans. They've made some changes. We're talking about Lalani Latu. Well, he gets a crack on the bench with Sam Stone making his debut. Yeah. Uh, there's been quite a few changes to the Titans side. Great to see um, Michael Gordon back. He's on straight the bench. Back in, yeah. yeah, straight back in after that, that um, concern that he had with the um, blood clot. Yes. Uh, that that that's um, he's been given the okay to come back. In, into the um, into the side, so that's that's great news that he's he's back, the veteran, um, to to hopefully um, finish his career on a high for the for the Titans. Uh, the the Storm have uh, decided, uh, Steve, to rest some of their Origin stars. So um, Craig Bellamy's um, pulled the pin here on a selection of them: uh, so Josh Adokar, um, Cameron Munster, Felice Kafusi, um, Will Chambers getting a rest. Welsh was suspended, so um, there's the guys that have done the job, like Marion Seve, Justin Olam, <laughs> uh, these sort of guys into the team. I don't and think they're going to lose. Tui Kamikamika into the starting I don't lineup. think they're going to lose too much, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, you just show those names up. They've been doing the job for them over the last, you know, over the origin period. And look out for Tino Fasun Walawe on the bench for the Melbourne Storm. He is a beast. Yes. A Queensland under-20s player made his debut for the Melbourne Storm a few weeks ago. Uh, he's a lovely young fellow, too. I had a chat to him in under-20s Maroons camp. He is a huge... Like, you think Nelson Safer Solomon is big? Well, wait till you stand next to Tino. They, they, and he's they, only a teenager. They've got a good eye for size down there at Melbourne. And talent, haven't they? They've and talent, a, exactly. Uh, their recruitment is just... And Paul Bunn's in charge of the recruitment. Yeah, we yeah. don't want to give Bunny too much of a rap. He'll get a big head. Oh, you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> he's done a great job. He does. He, do, he has done a great job. Yeah, he's done a great Look, job. Look, I, I, can't, I can't see the Titans getting close to even an under... I wouldn't you say... That's not under me. And, uh, they got their stars out, but uh, so Storm, yeah, they keep saying Cam Smith's still there, Craig Bellamy's still there. Yeah, exactly. Well, I can't. You, well, you can't tip the Titans, can you? No. 
No, not against. They'll probably have the last laugh on us here, Joel. But no. What's that? I said they'll probably have the last laugh on us here, but no, we you just can't tip them. No, for their turmoil. No, we can't. No. Okay, so hopefully, I'll tell you what we do have to hope for. I think. For the, for the sake of the game, is that they do put on a, a good performance here. Yeah. Because yeah. they have got some home games to come and some pretty important home games in the context of well, the Well, final. no one's going to begrudge them if they have a red-hot go. I mean, it's some in some areas during the year, just, we just haven't seen that. Um, mm. They drop out of the competition far too easily. Um, do you think the players have to take some responsibility for, for Garth Brennan's demise? Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're the ones out there in the middle. Um, well, you've been disappointed in their, in their, in their attitude and performance. Uh, yeah. Just, you can't blame a coach for, for your own... I mean, Joy Arrow hasn't. He no. hasn't done that. No, and but you just look across the board, it's, it's very hard to pinpoint, but there's obviously majority... There's a, a fig, fair chunk of the group that fall into that category, and they really got to turn that around. I mean, you, you can't lay 100% blame on a coach. Hmm. Um, you know, because as you said, you know, we've all... We all have expectations of ourselves as players and as in, you know, as individuals that you should not go out there and play the best footy you can. You know, you know, do it for different reasons, but go out and have a red hot go. Okay, we're both tipping the storm. Seagulls and playing the eels here at, at, at Lotto Land, formerly known as Brookvale Oval. Oh, what a game! What, what, <laughs> what a history this game has. Um, Manly versus Parramatta. Well. Tom Travojevic is back for Manly. That's a big change. It is. Eels, winning formula, sticking with it. Uh, it's a big game for both sides. Um, the Eels are now on a bit of a roll. Manly had a, a narrow loss that they were gallant. Yeah, look, this this will be a tough one. I mean, mind you, the Eels uh, are on a bit of a run, but you know, sometimes they're, they're, so, like, there's a little bit of question around... Uh, consistency in, in a number of areas, and but I, I've been as we we spoke about Manly this year. I've been, I, I thought they've been great, you know. And um, this is going to take this personal. It's at home, um, mm. so I, I think uh, you know Des can do the job here. I think he can get his boys home at Lotto Land. I think he can too. He won't be happy with the, and he wasn't nah. happy with the start to the game last week. Yeah, uh, I think you'll see Manly come out. Breathing fire against Parramatta. It's um, good that you know Tom, Tommy Travoy, he's back. Um, so you know, I, I think that add, obviously adds a lot that, to any team. It has, it's enormous that he's back. Yeah. I, I think what he's going to add to them, like Manly went close to beating South last week, <clears throat> but um, I think having him there is just going to give them that extra edge that they need. And when you look at the the final series, the way it's um, looking at the moment. We've got a situation where the Eels are in sixth spot on 20 points, the Raiders are in third on 22, we've got the Roosters on 22 and the Seagulls on 20. This is a really important game for Manly and for, for, for Parramatta. Um, it, if they want to finish in the top four, they need to pick up these extra points. And they don't want to be in a, in a um, battle, they don't want to be in a situation where they've got teams coming up behind them nah. threatening their top eight position. No, that's right. Because it doesn't take much. Well, it's they, only two or three weeks that of bad performances or losses, and you can be in a dire, dire situation, a dicey situation. Yeah, every club's looking. Over at, their shoulder. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're everything really unsaturated at the moment. So, you know, you, you can't tell me uh, Des is not down that track. So he, he'll definitely want these boys, you know, mm. putting in a performance. Yeah, I'm tipping Manly to win this game. 
I think I think Manly's the, the, certainly the most improved team this year. Yeah, Steve, definitely. would you say? Yeah, definitely. Oh, well, I suppose the Raiders would have to be right up there. Yeah, too, the Raiders. Yeah, Raiders. Yes, but I, I think no, nah, definitely got to go with Manly for the most improved. I, I believe, and obviously Des has made a massive difference there um, around attitude. Um, so yeah, good on him. Okay, well, thanks for your thoughts, Steve. We'll see what happens uh, and what unfolds at the Gold Coast Titans in the coming uh, week. Uh, we wouldn't expect a coach um, to be announced for some time. We'll see how that plays out, though. Uh, we've seen last year with the coaching roller coaster that that, that occurred at, at West Tigers, at, at, mm. at Penrith, at the Broncos and the Rabbitohs, that things happen that we're least expecting. We're not predicting them to happen. Nah, and when just when you think something's going to happen and it'd be the way you thought it was, like as in... You know, the Broncos, we thought Wayne was staying and Anthony was staying at South and then that, that changed. You just never know what's going to happen. And then so we could see something come totally out of left field here with the Titans. Yeah, uh, uh, let's Coach see. out of left field, uh, you just don't know. Um, I know Justin Holbrook's been mentioned as a, as a strong candidate. He's coaching um, uh, a club you played against quite a few times in St. Helens and he's done a great job with St. Helens over yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, and... and his win record's outstanding. He's, he's highly regarded. So there's all these names that keep coming up. There's, there's so many names that we're hearing. And, uh, oh, I couldn't. I, I honestly couldn't believe Tim Sheens was thrown in the mix during the week. That was quite interesting. Well, I he's thought. got Scott Sattler pushing his yeah. arrow. Um, obviously, um, Sattler's got a high regard for him, and he outlined uh, this week mm. uh, in a few places exactly why he believes Tim Sheens is the man to do yeah. the job. I guess there is uh, that connection with... Uh, Mel Meninga, and also a history of, you know, he's won premierships with the Raiders and West Tigers. Yeah, yeah. So, and he's been the national coach. Well, even Wayne. Even Wayne's been throwing up. Wayne? Wayne Bennett. Oh, give me a break. <laughs> his name was showing up during the week. <laughs> <laughs> As to why he's the best contender. Well, he might be the best option, but he's not an option. He's not, is he? Yes. How could Wayne be an option? Hey, Wayne, Wayne just, Do you know something we don't? Wayne can do whatever Wayne wants. <laughs> what, leave South? You really think he would no, leave he South wouldn't. to no, take I don't think he would. Someone, whether that was thrown into the into the news just for a joke. I think that, that, that horse has long and truly bolted there. Uh, nah, he, no. No, no that's I not think he's still happen. got a house here in Brizzy, though. He might oh, have one on the Gold Coast. Yeah, I think I think he's his focus is on South Sydney. <laughs> yeah, <it is>. <laughs> <laughs> Funnier things happen, Joel. Uh, you've been a devil there, Steve. <laughs> throwing Bennett's name into the mix. <laughs> I was honestly I wasn't aware that he'd I'll been. I'll probably get a text and say, <laughs> What's that? Is it, is I was I'll probably get a text and say stop it, I've got enough crap going on. <laughs> okay, Steve, thanks for your thoughts this week. Um, and we've got more podcasts on NRL.com. We've got Fantasy on Tuesdays with Chris Kennedy and Dominic Brock. On Thursdays with the Late Mail crew. We've got the Broader Game with Katie Brown and Alicia Newton on Thursdays. And the Power Hour with Sow Hour. He's had some great guests this year on Fridays. And the Sunday session each Sunday night with Chris Kennedy and Craig Wynn. Wrapping up the round that was. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Joe.